Welcome to Spotlight by Play Crane. The kick in, here it comes. Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! A podcast that shines some light on amazing people in the baseball world. Deja vu all over again, as uh, Yogi Berra would say. Introducing your host and the founder of Play Crate, Josh Ben. Hey everybody, welcome to Spotlight, a podcast where we shed some light on people in the baseball and softball community. This could be anyone from players, coaches, entrepreneurs, and anyone who has an interesting story that we can learn from. Today we have an amazing guest. His name is Jacob Walters. Jacob is the founder and CEO of JobAts. JobAts is a baseball company who believes everyone should swing the best bat possible. They put the same care and quality into every bat, whether you're in Little League swinging your first wood bat or in the big leagues. Uh, Jake, welcome to the show, man. What's up? Thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate it and pumped to be on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, just for, I like giving like a little background when we start these, um, you know, I've, I've been aware of job bats for a while, um, just as like such a quality bat, such a quality product. And, um, you know, as you know, the baseball community is just, is so small. So I'm, I'm really glad, you know, we got to talk in, in the past few weeks and we're setting something up to do some partnerships, but I'm pumped to just have you on here and, and, and learn more about you and about job bats and the, and the history of it and um and dig into some 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 wood bats so I'm, I'm pumped man yeah me too it's, it's always fun to talk bats it's kind of all i know so um yeah, it'll be good cool um well yeah let's jump right into it um you know i thought a good place to start is just background you know where where are you from um you know where'd you grow up and, and how'd you get into into baseball yeah so i grew up in overland park kansas uh just a suburb of kansas city um, so big Chiefs guy, big Royals guy. Um, so we kind of had our fair share of ups and downs, that's for sure, in, in the sports world. But um, kind of my background is, you know, I just love sports. I, I play soccer, baseball, ran track, um, basketball growing up. Um, baseball is always my love, though. So that, that kind of won out in high school. I stopped playing uh, basketball, you know, in my sophomore year. And when I, when I started, you know, stop liking playing defense. Um, so baseball was, was my everything. Um, but also, you know, I have a lot of passions. I'm one of those guys that when I get into something, I go pretty deep. Um, so I, I always loved woodworking. It kind of ran in my family. And, uh, when I was about 15 years old, I started making baseball bats. Um, you know, I was turning other stuff as well, some decorative items and, uh, like bowls and pins and, you know, the kind of typical stuff and kind of really fell in love with it. My, my family's really artistic um, and I am not. So I found my artistic side through woodworking and uh, yeah, just like I said, fell in love with it, kind of combined those two passions and um, started making bats. So they're pretty terrible for a long time. You know, <laughs> I've, I've been doing it since, you know, 2008, maybe. So it's, it's been a little while and, um, probably about seven or eight years. They are pretty terrible, but yeah, yeah. you just obsessive over it and, and kind of have that, you know, self-awareness to know that your product's not good and you want to make it better. And, um, yeah, I just kept working on it. Luckily I had some good friends that, you know, bought them for me. So I wasn't poor. <laughs> yeah. You got the support group. Well, right. um, you know, from my point of view, I'm, I'm just starting to see the bats now. Um, you, 
I mean, I don't know where you started eight, you know, eight years ago, how long, how, you know, how long you've been doing job bats and, and what the first product is, but I can definitely say now the bats that you sent me, you sent me a maple one. And then I told you before we even pressed record on this podcast, the, uh, the, the ash one with that, with that pine tar looking paint, um, you not calling yourself an artist at this point is going to, is blowing my mind because those are some of the most beautiful bats, um, I've seen. And, you know, similar to you, um, you know, when I like something, I kind of dive right in. And I mean, obviously baseball with play crate, <laughs> I dove head first, but man, I can just, I can appreciate good gloves and good bats, um, from holding them and, and seeing the quality that goes into it. So, um, I think you've elevated yourself to pure artist status with your, with the rest of your family, you know, oh. even, even if you didn't start that way, uh, cause the bats you sent me are gorgeous. Well, thank you. Yeah. I, I like to joke and say that I'm kind of a, a make-believe artist where I can do some things, but you know, when it gets down to the, the nitty gritty of it, I, I can't do a lot. So <laughs> some things I can, I'm good with color and I can blend colors and kind of do some stencil work. But other than that, it's, you know, it's fairly limited. And, but I just, what I've always kind of understood, you know, I'm a big shoe guy. I, I like clothes. I like, you know, nice things. Um, so I, I kind of understand what quality is and, you know, that's what I've always wanted to create. If, if I was going to put my name on something, um, I wanted it to be, you know, the best quality I could possibly make, you know, or anybody can make. So, or else I just wouldn't be happy with it. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, this is kind of going off script from the, the normal questions, but, um, you know, what I've seen is, um, you know, the big differentiator that people can't really put their hand on is taste. You know, it's, it's something that, um, you know, you, you might learn from other people. You know, you said you had an artistic family. Um, you know, do you think that's where you got your taste from? Is it, is it your mom, your dad? Is it, you know, who, who brought you into kind of this like artist world with, with wood turning and, you know, who, where'd you get your, your, your taste from? Right. Yeah, I, I think so. You know, my, my dad was loves cars and I'm an absolute car freak. So I think that's the best example of taste is you can, you know, people can like quirky, you know, fun cars, but that's your taste. So, you know, you can't, you can't blame anybody for liking something just because they like it, you know? So taste is, is one of those very subjective things, but when it comes to certain style and stuff like that, I think you can tell that some people just don't have style, you know? So I think maybe style is a better word for it, but um, yeah, it's, it's just all depends on what you like. And, you know, I think that, attention to detail maybe did come from my parents. My dad was, you know, he could build a house or build a car or, you know, do whatever, fix anything, but he always did a, a really good job or else, you know, he wasn't happy with it. And so that was really passed down to me. Um, and I think that's something that may be lost anymore. There's, I mean, there's a lot of people out there that do a really great job and, um, you know, the cream always rises to the top with stuff like that. But, yeah, it, you could tell when some somebody doesn't have style. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's it's glaring. Especially there's there's so many cool brands and and so many you know different ways to uh, to find artists you like and find find style that you like. Um, and even if you're replicating that to make it into your own, it's 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 never been easier. So when I see something that's just like glaringly awful, I'm like, oh, why? It's like really kind of uh, it hits it hits me a little bit differently. Um, but I, I think like maybe something that's going to be fun is, is us just learning job at right job at I'm sure is, you know, in a completely different place. Um, 
obviously then you started, you started, you said eight, eight years ago, um, you know, wood turning in, you know, probably in your house. I mean, what, what was that first year like? Like what, what were orders like? Where, um, you know, where were you at personally as a, you know, was it a hobby? What is a business? And, um, you know, take us through that first year. What was it like starting job ads? Yeah. So from 2008 till 2011, it was just a hobby. It was just making bats for my friends and, um, for myself. And, um, and then in 2012, going into my sophomore year of college, uh, that's when I turned it into a business. So that's when, you know, we, I had a really talented graphic design, really smart techie kid that I played with at Neo show. And, um, he built me a website that was really good. And, you know, we just started getting orders through Twitter and that website and, um, doing a lot of giveaways through Twitter. You know how it was back in the day when kind of before Instagram. And yeah. um, so it was pretty decent there for a while. I mean, it was decent enough for me to stop playing and kind of do that full time and just never looked back. Yeah. So you, so you had, did you have like one lathe and you would buy billets of wood? Like take us through the process. Like how does someone go from not being a baseball bat company to being a baseball bat company? Like where, how did you find the wood to source? How did you figure out what was actually good quality wood? Um, and then what was the process after that of, of creating these bats? How long did the bats take? And, um, you know, what, what was kind of like your daily, your daily life back then? Yeah. So it was, you know, just a lay than me and, you know, making bats by hand. I, I did, I made bats by hand for over 10 years before I bought a CNC lathe, a uh, computerized lathe. Um, so yeah, it's just whenever an order would come in, I would get a billet that I bought and hopefully it was the right weight and uh, good quality wood. And um, yeah, I just make the order and color it up, send it out and um, you know, kind of played make, make believe for a long time. And, um, but yeah, it probably took initially, I bet it took me about an hour to make a bat, you know, and now it make it takes me 15 minutes to make one by hand. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still my favorite thing to do is make bats by hand. Or, you know, if I get a kid that messages me and says he wants his bat to feel a certain way, it's, it's my favorite thing to kind of create a custom model for him. So yeah, that's awesome. I feel like that's something you can only kind of learn from not only playing baseball and knowing why you like certain elements of a bat. Like I always like 243 type models. Um, I like top heavy. I liked, I like all, all the weight in the barrel, but I also liked, you know, skinny little handles. So there were some different models I tested out throughout the years, um, you know, based on honestly kind of what I was working on with my swing. And I, at this point, I, I don't know how many models I've tested, but that's definitely part of the fun, like the granularity of, of baseball bats and you know, how far you can go into them. Um, so maybe let's talk about that. You know, I think, um, you know, I got a, a tour of some baseball bat companies before and, um, and they showed me how they graded, um, the wood and they graded the billets. So maybe talk to us a little bit about, um, about wood, you know, what's the difference between maple and ash and birch? Um, are there any other types of woods that people use and, um, you know, what are the qualities of each and, and what, what are the components of a, of a really great baseball bat? Yeah. So, you know, one thing, me being only 27, I'm still trying to learn, you know, every day and, and especially learn a lot about wood and, and stuff like that. But I feel like I have a, a fairly good understanding of the quality of wood and what makes each one stand out and, and different. Um, so I've only really used maple and ash. I've used birch just a few times and um, ash is, is that 
super hard, super strong, um, light wood that, you know, I just love to hit with ash. It's, it's just got all the pop and the flex and, um, but when you have a wood like that, it's an open pore grain. Um, so it tends to, you know, the, the grains tend to break down and, and kind of pop and splinter on you. So that's the, the, the problem with ash these days is, you know, why a lot of kids don't want to swing it is they feel like it doesn't, doesn't last too long. And, um, there is a, a beetle that is taking out all the ash trees. It's infecting all the ash trees and just destroying them. It's, um, they've been saying that possibly the ash species may be extinct in the near future. Uh, it's really unfortunate and just guys aren't swinging as much anymore. Um, and then you got the, the wonderful maple, which, um, is a closed grain structural wood. It's, it's very dense, very hard, very stiff and rigid. Um, maple doesn't like to be light like ash. So it, it is difficult to get the bigger barrel models at drop three with, with maple. Um, but it's very durable and tons of pop, just like ash. So it's, it's obviously the most popular wood out there. Um, and then you have birch, which is kind of that, that new kid on the block. Um, grain structure is kind of like maple, a little bit longer grain structure, um, but closed grain, um, flexible, uh, like ash. So you guys kind of say you kind of have to break it in, uh, which is, which, which is strange for wood. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it, it gets kind of harder as you swing it. Um, but birch, from what I understand, doesn't grow as abundantly as maple nor as straight. Um, so you tend to get some birch that's not great. Uh, so it's pretty hit or miss. And, and that's kind of the most I know about the three species that are most popular. Um, there's other woods, of course, like, uh, I don't know if people have heard of European beach. Uh, that's a very soft, very flexible wood. I don't care for it. I've heard, <laughs> you know, pro guys describe it as swinging a wet towel and trying to hit baseball <laughs> with it. So you know, I, I don't know too much about that, but so that's all I'll say with it. Um, but yeah, MLB loves it because they can get dense pieces of wood out of it. But yeah, we'll see. I've never really seen it stick. Yeah. Cool, man. I mean, I've, I, at this point I've, I've swung it all. I've tested everything. Um, you know, I used to, I used to love just like the look and the feel of a nice ash bat. It did have like that lighter feel, especially since I like top heavier models. And, um, and I would do everything to make that bat hard. I would take it in into the bathroom and I would rub it. I'd bone it on the, uh, the back of like a, a toilet seat and I'd push the grains in with like a little nail, like all these hacks, um, from the, you know, my, my hitting coaches that used to hit in like the eighties and nineties. Um, you know, they used to teach you how to use ash cause that was, you know, everyone used ash back then. So, um, they would have all these little tricks to, uh, to just make ash a little bit harder. Um, and then obviously I swung maple a ton of different times. It felt great. And then, uh, and then birch, I swung birch for a long time. Um, when I played indie ball for a little bit and you could notice like my, my BP bat that just got worn out. Um, it was, it almost had, uh, like a compressed side to it. Cause I always obviously hit on the same side of the barrel. And, um, and yeah, I feel like, you know, you, you can just wake up and, and hit with birch and it's fine. But, um, I actually, I noticed that it got condensed pretty pretty far after using a bat for, for a few months, um, in BP, but, um, yeah, maybe, maybe job bat's going to have some, some birch for everybody soon. Uh, yeah. since we're talking about birch so much on this podcast, I know. Um, I can't, I can't stay away from it. I have to go to it. You know, I definitely <laughs> want to work with it soon. I've done a few of them. 
um, there's a video on my Instagram uh, highlights performance tab and a buddy of mine who played for Carolina Mudcats, he's in the uh, Brewers organization and I sent him an ad, uh, birch bat and he absolutely destroys his ball. But then it broke like <laughs> two at bats later. So yeah, yeah that happens. Yeah. Um, cool. So what about, you know, let's talk even the quality of, of each wood now. So we, you kind of broke down really, really greatly. Um, you know, the difference between ash maple, all this, but you know, is, is all wood created equal? So, you know, you get billets in, um, are, are all these billets the same? Like it's the same that goes to MLB. It's the same that goes to little league. Um, you know, does that differ for job ads as it does in other companies? And, and, uh, you know, if there is a grading system, um, you know, how do you grade, grade the billets and grade the wood? Yeah. So obviously can't speak for other people. Um, I understand how hard it is to get good wood in. So, you know, I, I have empathy for every bat company out there. So in, in terms of Ash, Ash is great because you, you just know what you get by looking at it. It's, you know, you got the wide grains, you got straight grains, you know, you got a really good piece of Ash. Uh, the heavier the billet, the more dense it is. That's why it's always great to go up and wait if you can. Um, maple, same deal. You want those, you know, good wide grains, uh, straight as can be. And then, but the, the difference with maple and ash is um, with maple, you have to have the ink dot certification test, which is um, that little circle on the handle that you see on TV quite a bit. So that just shows the tangential lines on the, on the, the grains of maple. Um, you, you can see the radial lines, like the, you know, the, the grains going up and down, but you can't see the tangential, however you say it, lines. Um, and that's, that's the true test to show the quality of wood. So it, the only way to get that wood, um, those lines to be straight, the grains, is if it's hand split. Mm -hmm. So if you put that ink dot on the open face grain of the wood, it'll bleed along the capillaries of the, of the grain. And if it's straight up and down, you know, you got a good piece of wood. So you're allowed three degree of angle down on the handle. Um, and th that just shows the quality of maple. So that's, it's a very selective process of cutting that, that wood, same with birch. And um, from there we, you know, we just grade. So everything we buy is hand split. So we, we don't buy any of the quarter song or anything like that that gives you the opportunity to have ink dots that don't pass uh, the test. And, you know, like I said, from there we grade, I have an A++, A+, and then A system. So A is just your, it's okay, but it's probably not the best for high school, college guys. We may use some for youth, uh, but those mainly will get used for like display bats or training tools, ones that aren't going to be seeing, you know, 90 miles an hour. Um, and then the A plus or youth high school, college guys and A plus plus, or, you know, college guys. And if we get some pro guys that, you know, want to test them, we'll use that. But that's kind of my grading system. Um, you know, the way I tell that apart is just, you know, good straight grain and, and good ink dot tests and then density and all that too. You can kind of, when you pick up a piece of wood, you can kind of tell right away if it's a good piece or not. So. Cool, man. That was super helpful. I mean, I'm sure you get a million questions about the ink dot and uh, there's surprisingly little resources <laughs> about it out there. So that was a really great explanation. I didn't actually know that, you know, the, as the bleed goes in, you want within like a three degree variance, um, you know, an angle. So um, that's awesome. I'm going to look at, you know, the bat that you sent us, I'm going to look at that ink dot a little bit differently now. Right. So that's super helpful. 
Well, if you ever see a wood bat, like a broken wood bat, that line will always follow the ink dot lines. So mm -hmm. if it's angled like this, that's when that bat breaks and flies, you know, in two pieces. So usually a bat should, should stay in one piece when it breaks. But, you know, sometimes you take 99 off the end and explode your bat. So <laughs> if you're taking 99 off the end of your bat, you're, you're probably in a, in a place where you can, you can grab a couple more bats if, right. uh, if your competition is chucking 99. So um, that's a good problem to have. And, you know, yeah. you can, they can always go to jobbats.com to get more. <laughs> um, sweet. So, you know, I, um, I have some rapid fire questions for you at the end, but, you know, I think, you know, a question I, that I really want to ask is, you know, job ads is, is, is up and coming. I've, I've, I've heard nothing but good things about you guys. You're, you're still on the rise. Um, so it's kind of a two part question. Um, you know, how do you differ? How does job ads differ from all the other bat companies on the market? There's, there's so many bat companies on the market, um, with different marketing initiatives, different qualities of wood. Um, there's just so much, you know, information out there. Um, so I'd love to hear, you know, why, why job ads, why, why is job ads unique? And then to, to just follow up that, um, you know, what keeps driving you forward after that? Um, you know, what's next for job ads? Yeah. So, I mean, I think there's a lot of great back companies out there and a lot I have respect for, and then there's a few that I don't, but you know, for me, what I think makes me different is the way that I brought this business up, you know, I didn't have any money. All I had was time and I was young and dumb. So I made bats by hand for 10 years. So in doing so, I've really developed this like really keen understanding of what makes a bat feel a certain way. And, you know, I can create whatever model you want just by in my head, you know, so you say you like your 243. I can tell you all the measurements on a 243 right now without looking at anything. Um, you know, doing that, it's, it's not a, good business plan. You know, it's, it doesn't work because you can't expand the way I, I grew it. Um, you know, like I said, I had time, I was eight, 15 years old and, um, had nothing but time, but now, um, you know, with that knowledge, I'm trying to develop more education for, for people to understand what they're buying and why they're buying it so that they can, you know, go off and get that job or get that scholarship or whatever it may be. Um, you know, all I care about is, is the kids getting to the next level. You know, it's baseball was such a passion for me and it gave me so much. I feel like this is maybe my way to give back. Um, so I would say just the way that I did bring the business up. Um, and then, you know, the fact that we've stayed really small and, and focused on quality before we've taken that big leap. Um, you know, I didn't want to get, you know, put the cart before the horse and, you know, get all these machines and get MLB certified when, you know, I didn't have the production to support it or the knowledge to support it uh, or the quality, you know, of wood to support it. And uh, so slowly growing that, you know, it's kind of really built this really strong foundation and made us able to really take care of everybody. So, you know, that's my goal is to make sure everybody's really confident in their purchase and they're getting exceptional bats that'll help them get to the next level. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. And, uh, you know, after, you know, after our rapid fire questions, we're going to give you plugs. So, you know, people can just learn more about you and in the future of job ad so they can, you know, see and feel and, and hit with one themselves. But 
Right now, let's dig into a little rapid fire questions. I always preface this with, um, I say rapid fire, but we end up just talking for, right. you know, right through the, you know, however long I, I think it's going to be rapid. So um, by no means are you, uh, are you limited by time. If you want to explain this in a long format, um, go for it. Um, so the first question, um, what type of bat um, do you currently swing and why? So here's a funny thing. I don't think I've swung a bat in probably two years. Um, but if I were to, we have a model called the HI50. Um, it's one I always go back to. It's, you know, it's, it's not too big, but it's long. So you have that big sweet spot. It's got a thick neck, thin handle, bell flare knob. Sometimes I put a flare no knob on it. Um, just super nice, super comfortable bat. Um, in terms of color, I cannot tell you. It's different day to day. You know, there's so much that I like. Uh, we get customers in that, and I'm, you know, I'll make it and, you know, whatever the person chooses, it's just the coolest freaking color, you know, you <laughs> so it's, and then that gets up to the next day or the next week. And, you know, it's always something new. So, um, yeah, it's, it's funny. I, I've been doing it for 13 years almost, and I couldn't tell you what I want, what I'd make myself today. <laughs> That's part of the fun of it though. You have, oh, you yeah. have unlimited options. So, yeah. um, cool. Um, you know, you, you started job at when you were 15, if, if, you know, 27 year old Jake could, could give 15 year old Jake, um, advice, what, what's the best piece of advice you would give 15 year old Jake? Um, you know, I think 15 year old Jake handled it pretty good because he's pretty <laughs> stupid. So, you know, I'm still pretty dumb, but, um, you know, it's just stay patient, you know, stay patient and stay true to who you are. It's, you know, it's kind of hard to know who you are at 15 and even at 27, but you, you kind of get a better idea. And um, so I think just that, you know, just keep on the path. It's great advice, man. Keep on the path. Um, you've been doing that for eight years straight. So it, it seems like you're, you're, you're following your advice, even though uh, you didn't have someone tell it to you at 15. Um, what's, What's one thing you've changed your mind on in the past year? Probably the past year was, you know, I was really gung ho on getting MLB certified um, as quickly as possible. And, uh, you know, I kind of realized that, you know, that market is, is pretty well taken care of right now. You know, I think Victus does an incredible job. Um, so I think there's no need for us to be up there at the moment and, I see a big void for quality and custom at the youth high school, college level. Mm -hmm. So I think just sticking there and, and really hammering down the, the education aspect of what we do and why we do. And um, yeah, it's, I think that for sure. Awesome. Um, if you could put anything on a billboard and it would reach millions, billions of people, you know, hypothetically, um, non-commercial, so you can't put up, you know, a job ads billboard. Um, it's just advice that basically you want to communicate to, to tons of people. Um, you know, what would be on that billboard? Uh, probably failure is wonderful. Something like that. Yeah. Awesome. Why? Just because, I mean, we're baseball players. We're pretty good at failing. So <laughs> I think it's a good thing to fail. It's, it's the best thing to fail. Cause it's, I mean, that's when everybody learns the most and, um, we all fear failure. And I think the only way you, you fail, especially like in the business world, is if you give up, you know, you can keep going, you can keep tweaking or, or go a different direction. It's just, you know, 
failure is a great thing. So just keep at it. Yeah, man. I, I, I couldn't agree more, you know, um, you know, failure and success are, are, you know, deeply related, um, if not the same, you know, exact, um, on the same exact coin. So, you know, your, your 300 average, um, isn't those three hits aren't valuable if you don't have seven outs before that. So, um, you know, those, those seven outs, although you don't like them, they're, they're, they're still pretty important. Um, uh, you know, for, for the whole entire game, that's, that's why it's difficult if everyone hit, you know, 800, 900, um, and got hits nine times out of 10, it, it really wouldn't be that much fun of a game. Cause everyone would be succeeding. It'd be easy. Um, and, you know, same thing with business. Um, you know, I'm sure that over the past eight years, you've had tons of setbacks and failures, and that's how you've got to grow your, your product and make your product that much better. And, and, um, be able to communicate that, you know, to the world and, and show them how awesome job ads is and, and what you guys stand for and, and have that impact. So, uh, that's a great billboard. I would pass that on the highway and be like, cool. That's Jake. <laughs> right. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, um, dude, this is so much fun. Um, where, where can people learn more about job ads? Where can they learn more about you? You know, how can they get involved? Yeah. So I think the best place is Instagram at job ads. Um, we're going to be doing a YouTube channel and, and start doing some more educational videos, like I said, and, um, and then jobats.com. And, um, other than that, yeah, I think, I think the, the YouTube is going to be extremely helpful. Um, just trying to hammer home who we really are and what we're really about. And, and, um, you know, hopefully we can help people figure out, you know, why, what their why is in baseball and, and their next journey for sure. You know, a bat is a position player's most important tool. So if you can hit, they'll find a spot for you. But, um, so hopefully we can, we can keep helping kids hit. Awesome, man. Thanks so much for the time. Um, everyone go check out job ads, job follow them anywhere. Um, you know, start learning from them and, uh, thanks again, Jake. This was awesome. Oh, of course. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And, you know, I always appreciate the support. Thank you for listening to Spotlight by Play Crane. And a World Series Game 7 winning Curly W is in the books. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Until next time, take care.